0: Relevant content for our members by our members. This is TMC Connect.
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, Doug, you it's have like you're time. in like a dark and stormy place, Tom.
2: Well, I, you know, I, I probably have to reformat my office again. I put some floating shelving on the walls. Yeah, <clears throat> so every time. Yeah, you know, even if it's an overcast day here in Cleveland, it looks like it just which is every day sunlight there. Right, which is every day essentially. <laughs> now we're in the yeah. sunny couple months of the year.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've uh I've got a beautiful northerly facing view of well, I guess that's the airport over there in the distance in St. Louis. So a lot of trees. A lot of trees. Are you uh is it university park area? So you city close. City, thank you both. Uh, so we, uh, so HQ for the business is in Clayton, which is right next door to U city. Yeah. Uh, um, we're about, I don't know, seven, eight miles from downtown from the arch right now. Gotcha. So nice. not very far, not very far. Can, Our city I, is can it, I can make volleyball. it to a ball game in about 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, that's right. Uh,
2: yeah, it's right
1: down the road. Easy peasy.
2: Right. Well, I know I see our audience filtering. I, I know you'd love to hear Doug and I talk about our uh, fair cities, but know that you've come to join us today for the uh, latest TMC Connect session, which is getting ahead this buying season with social media. And if you're not aware by now, uh, this is co-hosted with our partners at Denton Social, and got uh, CEO Doug Wilbur joining us today to kind of help drive the discussion. Um, what I would say for our audience is if you're not familiar with Denim Social, you must be living under a rock. But just to bring you up to speed, Denim Social is a social media management software a company providing tools that empower marketers in regulated industries, not just mortgage, uh, but to help manage organic social media content and paid social media advertising, really all in one platform. So they've got more than 250 institutions as clients. Bands cross mortgage, banking, insurance, and wealth management. And really what Denim is here to do is enable brands to engage their consumers on social media. Not only that, but deepen relationships you know, within their communities, really driven to close more deals, but do so compliantly. So, And I must say, they're the only uh, firm in social media management that is endorsed by the American Banking Association, too. So on that note, let me welcome in Doug Wilber. Doug, I uh, this is not a canned introduction, but Doug has a vast in uh, vast history in tech payment platforms as a service. He's also been tapped to mentor a lot of fintech firms, and has an active, uh, passionate involvement in venture capital specific to fintech. And uh, Doug's also a dedicated husband and father, outdoor adventurist, and frequent traveler. And how did I find out all this info? I extracted it through his social feeds. We're going to kind of talk about that today <laughs> as uh, we dive into more of the personal aspects and emotional connectivity around uh, how you leverage your social platform to tell the story of you, not just be a digital advertisement for your brand.
1: But uh, Doug, anything else like to? Uh, no, man. You, you, uh, Tom. Thank you. You, you hit the nail on the uh, the proverbial head. Um, I don't think you missed missed much uh but yeah i mean i I would say you know the you know we feel very passionately at denim, and what anchors us every single day is that in financial services, people buy from people, whether you're a mortgage lender, you're a wealth advisor, you're an insurance agent. your ability to build a relationship with your clients and understand their unique financial needs is paramount to success and in a day and age where It's increasingly hard to meet somebody for a cup of coffee or take them to lunch. Um, Where do you build relationships and where do you build trust and credibility? Well, you build it on social. And you don't build it on social by being a sort of a digital billboard for the brand you work for. You build trust and credibility on social by being your authentic self. And that's where we come in as a technology provider is to make sure that we've got the guardrails established that from a compliance perspective, we've got marketing uh, helping to nurture and feed relevant content that a loan officer, for example, could pick up um, and use to humanize their feeds and and show their authentic selves on social. So, uh, thrilled to be here today.
2: Awesome. Well, thrilled to have you and for our audience too. We want to make this as interactive as possible. So, Doug's prepared some supporting uh, slide visuals are going to help drive us through this conversation, but we're going to be opening up the lines as well. So really encourage your feedback, questions, responses to some of the questions we may have for you. You can feel free to socialize those verbally, or if you're shy, it's okay. You can feel free to uh, populate that through the chat and Q&A functions on your Zoom screen, be able to verbalize that for the uh, the group benefit. We want this to be geared towards uh, answering questions or, or concerns you may have out there around leveraging social to humanize your brand.
1: So yeah. excited. Yeah, to I, I would say, you know, we all have the opportunity to to learn from each other in, in venues like this. And we've got a, a pretty cool group of people all in the line today that I'm sure have experiences and thoughts they'd love to be able to share. So this is by no means a lecture. Um, this is more of a uh, a fireside chat, so to speak. Um, and one of the things that we say, which I think rings true for this, this session we'll have today is, you know, on social media, social media is not a megaphone. It's a telephone, right? It's a two-way conversation. How do we facilitate a two-way conversation? Same thing goes for today. Like we want to learn from you guys as much as you want to learn from us. And so turn those cameras on if you're comfortable, turn off those mute buttons, feel free to interrupt and interject. Um, I'll be sure to, to ask those questions along the way as well. And, and hopefully we can have a good spirited discussion
2: yeah could be a a social part of our
1: tmc family this afternoon there you go um well should we go ahead and get rolling let's roll cool uh you got to know us already um so we'll kind of cruise past this slide um although tom you do have like a sort of a movie star (laughs) headshot going on there um so look I, i think we'll we'll kick things off we we get this right we understand that it is a very challenging and perhaps since maybe like 08 09 the most challenging economic environment that we have as a mortgage lender and it's not just for for mortgage it's it's commercial lending it's wealth management i mean we you know we we see it all it's a very challenging time uh, markets are volatile we don't really know what rates are going to be um hopefully the fed relaxes some of this stuff and we can have some stability um, with rates, but at the same time too, like there's no inventory. So it's a really difficult environment for a homeowner or a potential homeowner to be able to find the home of their dreams uh, in a market like this. Right. So we're here to help, but part of that helping, and again, facilitating a conversation, I'm going to start things off here with a question. Um, it's challenging. What things are you all doing as an audience today? What things are you doing um, to help your your loan officers and help your teams be able to navigate this environment and 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 grow in this environment, are there any folks that are willing to be sort of the the first voice on the line today to give us some some thoughts and ideas?
2: Yeah, and uh, please chime in or you know as you're thinking through your thoughts here. I know this is a very relevant topic just in the mortgage community at large, but certainly from what we're hearing from our lender members uh, in the collaborative network here is. When you think about it, too, just the environment, you know, a lot of your originators may have five or 10 or less years experience in their role mm-hmm. and are accustomed to a, a 3% rate environment where, you know, the phone's constantly ringing off the hook or they're getting pinged regularly with application opportunities. And this might be the first time, first environment they've actually had to, you know, kind of refine the skills as some of the more senior uh originators have in our industry through building their business around you know engaging the referral partners and really growing their centers of influence to not be reliant on that inbound traffic and how they're engaging their community around them so certainly welcome to hear any thoughts from the audience verbally
1: or through the chat as well Everybody shy i don't know Oh man, that's a bummer. I, I, so while everybody sort of waits for the next question, um, you know, we're we're hearing the same thing, right? Is now more than ever because of the challenging economic environment, smart loan officers are leaning in on their on their referral partner network, whether it's a real estate agent, um, a house flipper, a contractor, um, you know, et cetera. Where they're leaning in on their network to say, "Hey, how do we partner together to be able to drive more deal flow?" Um, so having a robust um you know support system is is paramount, especially Tom, to your point before. If you're a newer LO, now's the time to go build those relationships, right? Um, because it's gonna it's gonna pay dividends in the future. So everybody's being shy. We'll flip to the next one. Um, so and this is why this matters. So um when we talk about that referral network. Seventy-seven percent of borrowers, and these are stats that you know everybody. You know, we all travel to a lot of conferences. We all go to a lot of events. We see very similar stats, but it, I think it's it's relevant to make it top of mind for this conversation. The first borrower that a lender speaks with, seventy-seven percent of the time, is the one they work with. So you got to be first in line as a loan officer. If you're not first in line, so sort of like the Ricky Bobby analogy for today, if you're not first, you're last, Um, you got to be first in line to get that referral. And it matters. I mean, almost a quarter of a loan officer's book of business can be directly attributed to the referral network. So being present, being engaged, leveraging your network is more important now than it ever has been before.
2: Yeah, I mean, we had a great session uh, at our conference in, in San Diego, which you helped lead. And We really focused mm-hmm. about you know the the speed to lead, um, yeah. and to your point, you know, if you're not, you know, immediately uh, on you know engaging that consumer, being the first one they go
1: to, you're not winning that deal. Yep, yep, for sure. So, question number two. Hopefully, everybody's not so shy this time around. Um, what are you doing? So, we we know that referrals matter. We know that building that sphere of influence matters. Um, is anybody doing anything that they'd love to share with regard to how they're they're helping their their loan officers grow their social networks and grow their spheres of influence? Crickets again? Why is everybody so shy?
2: I know we're pestering in the chat to uh, come engage here. So you guys are welcome to open up your lines and come talk to us about this. We want to help okay. foster
1: dialogue. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to start calling people out here pretty quick. So we'll keep on trucking. So just know that you're going to get called on. It's like class, right? Um, so we'll, we'll call on some folks here in a second, but we'll keep on trucking. So um, what we see and, and across our sort of network of, of customers, we're seeing a, a significant opportunity. And that opportunity is to be a partner um, and to help your loan officers to become what we all want them to be which is that trusted advisor we want them to be somebody who is viewed upon as a thought leader in the community that they serve somebody who can you know answer answer the hard questions can help navigate a challenging process for being in, in you know approved for a loan that's where we want to be and that's where all the smart loan officers are trying to refocus and recalibrate their efforts um it's not just about leads it's about relationships um and so that's that's where we come in um, the home buying journey has been and will always be about relationships, um, you know. And it's it's you know we're we're sort of coming back out of that that what I, I like to call the the fish in a barrel refi season that we all had, where so many new loan officers were coming into the market, and it was just about being answering the phone when it rang. Now in a more challenging environment, those loan officers have to go back and rethink about what value am I bringing to the customer relationship? How am I helping them? How am I actually building an authentic relationship and not just thinking about transactions, but thinking about relationships that will be you know, folks that are going to come back to me when they want to refi in the future or buy that second home or buy that vacation property. We want to think about the lifetime value of a customer relationship, not just about a transaction. That's right. And they're going to be able to trust you as well too. And knowing that you're more
2: invested in them and just that transaction at hand. And I think like in an environment like this, you know, where you've got a lot of consumers on the sidelines who assume from what they're hearing in the news or uh, from other uh, sources that they're priced out of this environment and that it's not worth it to them because of higher rates to start building equity for themselves as opposed to maybe renting and building equity for somebody else. Um, so it's a great opportunity to kind of pierce through that noise through educational content um, as well as you know directly educating your consumer in phone conversations or other methods to uh, allow them to know that the, there's tons of options out there and they're still equity building even in a higher rate environment because- yep. Someday they're going to come back to Earth and be able to refi.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And oh. so, so where does social media come into all this, right? So we've kind of just talked sort of philosophically about what makes a, what makes for good relationship building. How do we go about doing that? Why is that important? Um, social media is a, a is increasingly a non negotiable part of how a loan officer should be going to market. How they should be present for the communities that they serve. They need to be digitally first present and then be thinking about how do I actually then get on the phone with a customer? Um, How do I meet them uh, in, in real life at a branch? How do I help them in the real world? It was interesting. I was, I was doing a, uh, a podcast. uh, So the folks over at active comply do a podcast and I I did their podcast a couple of weeks ago. And what was really interesting for me. So the, the two other folks that were on the podcast with me are, are getting ready or in the process of thinking about buying their first home. And, The way that they think about and approach social media is fundamentally different than the way that I thought that most people did. And the way that they think about social media is they think of it as a search engine. And so the the story that we were telling um, was that you know one of the individuals on the call was like, well, I learned how to hang a dry erase board on TikTok, to which I said, why'd you go to TikTok? Why didn't you go to YouTube? And they're like, I don't know. I go on social media to find everything. So social media, if you think about where that customer journey starts and where that relationship is built with a individual loan officer, it is built when that borrower or future borrower is thinking about what my options are. How do I actually approach thinking about saving for a down payment on a home? What are my options for loans? What is a loan? Um, All of that education happens when that borrower is now searching on social, engaging with people who are providing relevant knowledge and leveraging that knowledge to sort of build relationships. And that's that in a nutshell is essentially what we call social selling. And so the the word selling has sort of a, a kind of a, I wouldn't say icky necessarily, but it definitely has a, a little bit more transactional, you know, uh, essence to it. That's not what social selling is. True social selling is the, is the, Ability to leverage social media as a business development conduit, as ability to build a sphere of influence, and frankly, fishing where the fish are. Social media is your stocked pond, and those fish are going to bite when they find somebody who is interesting, relevant, and helpful showing up in their feeds. And that's where social selling, you can unlock the true value of social selling.
2: Yeah, it's a great point, and I see Active Comply do it very regularly, and other partners alike, where it's putting video content out there with nothing more, you know, at least on the surface, than the design to pick a different topic in a quick format. And educate your community around you. And I think that's so unique that you mentioned that, Doug, because you always think of, well, I use Google to search for what I'm looking for for something as opposed to, you know. We do, but we're old. We have gray hair, right? Right,
1: exactly. Those folks who are now coming into the market and thinking about buying a home, they don't think about social in the same way that we do. They think about social as discovery and search, right? Right. So if you're not present, um, how are you going to, to find a way, right?
2: Yeah. And to, to your point too, it's not just the most popular globally platform out there. You've got to be meeting your consumer where the platform they're most likely to be on. So it's just true. not necessarily YouTube. could be TikTok. This is true.
1: And, and that's one thing, and, and not to kind of skip ahead to sort of best practices on social, yeah. but one of the questions that we get quite frequently is like, well, do my loan officers need to be sort of omnipresent on social media? Do they need to be you know, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, you name it, right? Do they need to be on all these channels? And the and the short answer to that is no, right. you don't. You should be leaning in on the social channels where you as a loan officer can be your most authentic self, where you can facilitate a dialogue that is an extension of any conversation you would have in the real world. That's why we want to go on social media is to have a conversation. Again, it's a telephone, not a megaphone. So where do you feel most comfortable as a loan officer? Where is your community? Right, where can you find the most people who are like you that want to have a conversation with somebody like you? Um, and so you don't need to be omnipresent. You just need to pick the places that are going to be most relevant for you. And and our 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 good industry friend Casey Hughes is, is chiming in over here on the chat. Yes, funny is funny is important, um, but only if it's providing some level of educate uh, education. We sort of call it like edutainment. Right. We want to we want to be edu- entertained on social media, but we should also be educated. So it's that balance. Right. Of like, how can I be differentiated and engaging? But at the same time, I should be teaching people. Right. Well, and because I imagine there's knowledge. a bit of an art form as well, too, to getting people to stop the
2: continual scroll they're doing through their favorite yeah. platforms and yep. gravitate towards your content.
1: Totally. Totally, yeah. The the doom scroll, right? How do we get over right. the doom scroll? Like, and I I test myself with this all the time, and I, I've shared this on on other webinars. Like when I'm doom scrolling on LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever, I in the back of my head, I'm paying attention to the content. I stop and I engage with, and ninety nine percent of the time, it's somebody I know who is talking about something interesting to me. Not again, not a templateized digital billboard. Right. Not my lender has great rates on 30 year fixed. <laughs> right. Cause nobody does right now. But, right? <laughs> um, but content that is engaging that tells me who you are as a person that I can actually learn something from. That's that's where we stop and engage. And that's where we encourage loan officers to be thinking about like, where can social media be an extension of who you are as a person? Right. And showcase who, like, why you're adding value to your customer relationships. So, and I would encourage the audience here chime in in
2: the uh, the chat if I'm too shy to speak up. Let us know what gets you stopping. Uh, doom scrolling?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, so another question for the for the audience here. Um, you know, what role does social media play within your organization, and how's it integrated into your into your strategy? Do we have any any takers on on this question? Any any of the marketers in the room want to take a swing at like how they're integrating social into uh, their their sales strategy? And please chime in because I'm so intrigued because I
2: imagine it varies very differently depending on whether you're an IMB or a bank or maybe if you have certain layers of compliance controls in place. Some people don't let their originators post on their own. So really eager to hear your feedback.
0: I don't mind chiming in. My name is um, Nikki McClanahan, and I actually worked for a privately owned um, lender, Rapid Mortgage. So my role is I do some business development, some talent acquisition. Social media is a huge part of that. Mm -hmm. So we kind of, um, we open it up to our team. It's, It's kind of like a tiered approach. Everyone has kind of like their own comfort zone with social media. So we have some people that just prefer to have everything automated from their, you know, updates on rates to their markets in a minute. Um, Some people are a little bit more involved and they prefer to do more like custom videos. So like bomb bomb videos, maybe it's like a quick 30 second, you know, buzzword that they kind of describe or or go over and explain. Um, And then we have some people that do like, all out. I mean, they work with our third-party marketing firm, they're getting custom videos, um, paid promo ads. So it's really up to our individual LOs, but it's a huge part. And because I am privy to, you know, the sales production in the entire company, it's it's no coincidence that every single one of our top producers has a very strong presence on social media. So I think they go hand in hand for sure. For
1: sure. And so, Nikki, thank you for for sharing that. I, I, the thing that I heard ring true is it's all about enablement, right? And, and as marketers and as business leaders, we, we need to meet our customers. And in this instance, our customers are loan officers, right? We need to meet our customers where our loan officers are. And for some of those folks, that means, hey, I, I need a lot of help and support because I don't feel comfortable being on social media. I don't feel comfortable with the content creation process. And that's where having things like a content engine and pre-approved content, and giving them things to pick and choose from that they can then schedule out to post is really important. Other end of the spectrum, folks who are very comfortable being on social media, and you know, I've I've seen some of these folks that travel with camera crews and all that other good stuff. Um, that's where we have to have the appropriate guardrails set up to make sure that we're that those individuals are not um, so free to be able to speak their minds on social media, that they may introduce risk, whether that be compliance risk, brand, reputational risk. We want to make sure we have guardrails in place um, so that you know, if a, a piece of content that's getting ready to be shared is maybe not quite on par, um, that it can be caught on the front end. Because once something goes out onto a feed, even if it's pulled down, the likelihood that somebody has screenshotted it And shared it around is is pretty high. So we at Denom we've got a a philosophy around proactive compliance. How do we actually bring the compliance officer to the table? Uh, How do we then give marketing the resources they need to be able to support a loan officer um, so that those folks, you know, nobody wakes up in the morning saying, hey, today I'm going to be non-compliant right? That's not what we're suggesting, but like folks need to know that there is sensitivity around what you can and can't share on social media. And so having tools in place to, again, establish those guardrails are really important. So Nikki, thanks for, thanks for sharing. Amy uh, Robertson uh, put in a a little note here uh, with a smiley face nonetheless um, into the chat. So you have social media calendars built into your CRM. I'm I could probably guess which one that is. Um, I don't know if, uh, Amy, you'd like to share and elaborate with the group. If you can find the unmute button. Surefire, she says, she's shy, she's shy, she doesn't want to, uh, to share. So yeah, so there's a there's a number of of CRM platforms that do have some, um, some social media capabilities sort of built in, whether it be calendaring or posting, Um, we actually integrate with a lot of those those CRM providers, surefire being one of them. um, So that as that social media activity is being drummed up um, on the social networks, we're actually feeding the CRM with leads, um, particularly from a social media advertising uh, perspective in the in the surefire case. So yeah, so lots of great tools are out there. Um cool to see that you're you're leveraging that calendar function. Um so we're scheduling things out in advance and we're being more thoughtful about how we're scheduling content. Super cool. Um, yeah. And, and so, to Nikki's
2: but, point, real quick, I would just yeah. add too, I, I hear it so commonly and I'm sure you do as well, Doug, that you know your top producers, by no coincidence, are mm-hmm. largely the ones that are most comfortable and most proactive on social and kind of educating their communities. And largely you may have your middling producers or more towards the bottom end who yeah. are only doing one or two loans per month who have a very small presence or maybe none at all. and, and They're either timid about it or simply mm-hmm. don't value it as a vehicle to to drive their own
1: business. Yeah. And I think lots of times when we hear the, like, I don't, it's, we don't hear the, I don't value social, but we hear more often than not from uh, from loan officers who haven't taken advantage of social media is like, man, I just I just get nervous. I don't know what to say, and I think what their what their their challenge is, in, in many instances, is that there is no silver bullet when it comes to, to social media. There's no one social media post, unless it's a bad one, that goes viral day one. Social media is an always on activity right and so when when amy was talking about calendaring like that's an essential tool within any sort of social platform is to say how do i look at not what i'm doing this very moment but how do i look at what's happening a day from now a week from now a month from now how am i planning my content strategy so that i have a constant drumbeat of value added content that i can put in front of the community that i serve
2: well then you're not frenetically trying to pour something out day of yeah. you know, yeah. because it's on your calendar. You're, you're thinking totally. about it, you're putting some authenticity behind it for sure.
1: Yep, yep. So so that's, you know, that's an important thing for, for a lot of loan officers who are, you know, may, may or may not be on the struggle bus when it comes to social is that you, you're not going to be successful day one. It's a gradual build. And that gradual build happens when you are posting regularly, you're engaging with the folks who are following you, right? So like there's a whole other part of this conversation around engagement. So we never recommend a post and ghost strategy when it comes to social. Don't just, again, telephone, not megaphone, right? Don't megaphone into the marketplace and think that you're going to get leads. You need to be facilitating conversations. And so what are you doing each and every day? whose Whose content are you liking? Are you engaging with real estate folks on social and liking their posts, commenting on their posts, um, being present for them and helping to helping for them to amplify the reach of their content. And then you'll start to see that reciprocity as well. So there's a whole other strategy on social media around uh, driving engagement and in, in the reciprocity side of all of this. But good loan officers recognize that they need to be consistently present on social and whatever that works Whatever that is for you as a loan officer, whatever you feel comfortable with, you don't need to have, again, you don't need to be omnipresent three times a day on, on every single social media network. It's be thoughtful about how you engage with your community. Um, and content is a key component of that. And that's where marketing comes in and provides a lot of that, that oversight and that support. So, um, cool. Well, um, let's take a couple of seconds. Let's let's talk about what some of our customers are doing on on uh, social media and some of the tips that they've, they've provided. So... Um, Here's a a few folks, um, one from American Pacific Mortgage, a lender from American Pacific Mortgage. I love this post, not only because I also rock climb, um, but two, because she's showcasing herself as a person and driving engagement based on who she is as a human. Again, getting back to how do you break through the doom scroll? You break through the doom scroll by showing something interesting. Uh, Tom and I were talking at the at the top of the hour here about my my infamous pizza post that I put on LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago that drove all sorts of crazy engagement. Um, it was the the storyline was rooted in work related things, um, but a lot of the commentary was literally a debate over like who has the best pizza, which is cool, right? It's cool to see that people were engaging and felt compelled to sort of share and comment and like. Uh, but it was literally two slices of pizza. Um, Michelle's post here, uh, her rock climbing, um, or even something as simple about, you know, talking about, um, you know, again, not a overly produced, uh, Thanksgiving message that we see so frequently litter our, our, you know, social feeds on, on holidays. Ryan here just said, Hey, this is the kind of, you know, I, I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving, right. Being more human. Um, and, and not in thinking like a person, not like a brand. So, um, and he's giving you the opportunity to
2: engage. And and I think that's the key in the content too. That's how you're going to get more interactivity and more views in general is getting more interaction in the comments. So even having some sort of call to action there, uh, starts a conversation.
1: Yep. For sure. For sure. Um, number two, best practice, educate first. Um so one of the things that that we coach our customers on quite frequently it looks like Michelle's like just crushing it here on social media. Um so shout out to Michelle Johnson over at American Pacific getting herself out there. But we we like to think educate first, sell second. Right? What are you doing when you're when you're thinking about the content you're distributing on social media? What are you doing to provide value to the community that you serve above and beyond selling? Right? How can we talk about um, value-added content that can you know, help inform a, a potential borrower? So cool stuff here as well. Um, but again, this is where marketing can come in and, and help. Obviously, Michelle, or I'm presuming Michelle, didn't create that graphic on her own. Um, likely that that was a piece of approved content that marketing helped her put together. Um, that But she put the, the personal touch on top of it all with her post. And Doug, we got a great uh,
2: comment from Taylor in the chat, just from the first tip, Mm. saying that we find out our loan officers who post more personal Mm. pictures and lifestyle posts to break
1: up the educational side are much better than those who don't. 100% 100 we see that as well, is that you need to have sort of a, a balance in your approach to content, right? There is a time and place for a, you know, hey, we've got, by the way, you know, we've got great rates for veterans, Right there's a time and place for that, but if that's the only thing you say, people are going to start to tune out. It's like seeing a rerun on TV. It's like ah, I saw that one, right? But if it's something that's new and something that's interesting and, and a mix of content that that really humanizes who you are and demonstrates who you are as a person, you're going to drive engagement again higher and higher engagement over time. Right? There's no silver bullet. It's a constant drumbeat of of being present and human on social. Uh, thanks, Taylor, for that. That's perfect. Um, and then the, the last one, again, we've been talking about this too, is, is consistency is key. So don't post and ghost. Don't disappear. Engage. Be consistent. Um, you know, Find a, a cadence that works for you as a loan officer. Marketing's role is to make sure that you, ha- you are supplying your loan officers with content um, that they can then pick up and post and schedule so that they never have sort of dead spaces in their editorial schedule. So, um, that would be the third one, oh, tip number three, three, a, I guess this would be, it looks like we got two number threes in here. Uh, so try something new. Don't be afraid to try something new. Again, there is no silver bullet when it comes to social media. Um, be willing to sort of put yourself out there, put content out there that maybe isn't completely about where you work. Right. And these all look like they're, uh, they're LinkedIn posts um but you know one of the things that we we see quite frequently with those who are driving a lot of success is yeah of course I'm putting content out about like where I work and how much I love my job and what a great place this is to, to be but also I like to do other things again getting back to that rock climbing that rock climbing post like had nothing to do with work but it showcased who she was as a person trying something new um and then you know from a compliance perspective this is like we had an interesting conversation with a customer not too long ago um around The risk tied to content on social media and compliance officers actually like it when you do more human related posts like this. And why do they like that? Because there's not as much business risk. You're not running the risk of saying, I guarantee I can refi you at this rate. Which we've seen. Uh, before. Um uh, and so there, you know, posts become a lot less risky from a from a compliance perspective when you're actually just talking about who you are as a person and exhibiting your personal self on social media. Yep. Yeah. Um so um we rolled through a lot of time. Go ahead. Got a lot of questions, I think, yeah. locked up here too. Yeah, I was gonna say too, I think for the
2: people that, you know, don't know where maybe to begin or are self-conscious about putting Mm -hmm. themselves, especially on video, I mean, largely we're going to always be Mm -hmm. our own uh, strictest or strongest critic. So, you know, to Doug's point, be willing to put yourself out there a little bit. And through the consistency of posting, whether it's video or just more personalized content, it gets easier and easier and you find a comfort level and then you can start to see what is really, you know, relevant and engaging yeah. with my audience. And you can start to tailor a more strategic posting
1: strategy around that. Yeah. Yeah. And for sure. And, you know, not to plug to ourselves too much, but, you know, having a a, a partner and a, and a technology platform that provides you that feedback loop, right. How can I actually measure what content's working? what content's not working at an individual loan officer level, but also at a macro level. So marketers who use denim love the fact that they can see globally across all of their loan officers who are posting on social media, what channels are working, what channels aren't working, what types of content is working, what types of content isn't working, Um, tagging campaigns, uh, being able to analyze across different thematic elements, right? So maybe this is part of our our human interest stories, or maybe it's local content or whatever it is. Being able to measure against themes or, or content themes has been a, a really popular feature within Denim. So again, creating that feedback loop so that you can and you make that 1% improvement every single time you post is really the idea here. And, and having access to all the analytics is is super helpful.
2: Well, and another denim plug, you guys do a great job, too, for, say, somebody who wants to get off the sidelines and doesn't know where to start in creating, you know, helping them create content and and educational pieces that can get them seen as a thought leader and help start to drive that, you know, more uh, consistent
1: strategy. Yeah. So we, we really sort of see the world through, like from a content perspective, we see the world through kind of four key elements. So one is that that first party content, that that marketing content that's being created, white papers, imagery, um, logos, all that stuff being sort of sitting inside of denim in approved status. So folks feel confident that they can pick up and and post a, a piece of first party content. Um, uh, the second element would be third party content. So think of um, you know, I live in I live in St. Louis. Um, if I logged into Denim today, I would see a folder that has local news stories happening in St. Louis that I could pick up and post. And again, showcasing that I'm engaged with a community that I serve. So that's that's the second one. Third is partner content. So we we gave Casey a shout out before. We have a number of partners in the industry, whether it be Clever or FinLocker or. Homebinder, or all these other partners that are feeding our platform with content. Again, you mentioned before the, the American Bankers Association and how they endorse us. Um, ABA members have access to a proprietary content folder that the ABA provides for them. So partner content that helps to drive usage and u- utility of other solutions that they've made investments in. And then of course, the fourth one is, hey, I'm a loan officer, I have an original thought, right? I'm going to create a social post instead of going native to the social network, I'm going to go to Denim because then I'm going to make sure that that is wrapped into the same approval process and compliance engine as all this other content. Um, And I can also see from a calendar view, what content is scheduled to be posted for me. So I don't trip on myself and post, you know, too frequently at one time. So, so lots of different ways that, that, you know, content can be accessed within our platform. Um, At the end of the day, it's, it's all about um, marketing, providing that curated and customized content experience across all their loan officers um, so that every time a loan officer, you know, logs into our platform, there's something new to talk about. Um, and it's not information overload. It's a curated experience. It's not here's a fire hose of content to figure it out. It's more of a curated experience. Um, and so our customers love the fact that they can tee up these curated content experiences for their loan officers to, again, remove one more speed bump for um, getting folks active on social. So Cool. Okay. Uh, I think we got a few kind of remaining questions. We sort of talked about this one. Um, I don't know if anybody else, Taylor, you guys were, you, you had a great comment before, or maybe Amy, um, any challenges that your team faces when it comes to, to social? Um, Anybody want to chime in on a chat or, or go off mute and and, uh, share any challenges you may be facing that we could help with? Or again, i'll I'll uh, you should all get my email address after this. So if we're feeling a little shy and we want to send me a direct message afterwards, um I'll hook you up with uh, folks on our team who can answer those questions. Um, okay, here we go. We got one. How do you help your clients with social media strategy? So, um as part of working with us, um we, you know, because we have the benefit of seeing what's working and what's not working globally across all of our customer base. And so what we will do for a lot of our customers is we'll do um, usually twice a year. Um, some of them we do it every quarter. We'll do a, a business review and we'll do a deep dive with them. And of course, they have access to real-time analytics within the platform, but we'll we'll take a look at their analytics and we'll benchmark them. Hey, your your stats look like this. There's another lender whose stats look like this who maybe has a similar content strategy. What tweaks and... and um, what suggestions can we provide to help you take your game to the next level? Um, what training can we provide to your loan officer? So I, I was just using this analogy the other day, for those of you who have kids, like, you know, my kids play sports. They don't want to listen to dad. Tell them how to play any particular sport. They listen to their coach, right? And so sometimes it is who's carrying the message. So quite frequently when, when we're working with large teams of loan officers, we will come in and provide the training. So that marketing can say, hey, look, we brought in this team of experts who actually understand how to get value from social media. You should listen to what they have to say. Um, so that's a, that's another thing that we do. And, and look, social media is a constantly evolving um, place, having a pulse on what, what's working and what's not working and creating that constant feedback feedback loop. And then training and retraining all of your loan officers on a regular basis is what really drives a lot of success. So cool. Uh, let's flip to the next one, um, driving user adoption. I'll just answer this one for everybody. Since folks seem to be a a little, a little shy, this is the same thing. It's, it's constant reinforcement. It's constantly reinforcing, not the how, but the why. So why should you make social media part of how you go to market every day? Why should you be engaging with your community? Why should you be commenting and liking other people's content? Um, all of that feeds to driving an appreciation for the role that social plays and how a loan officer goes to market. Um, and so it's a, it's a constant reinforcement, constant nurturing, um, not in a, a big brotherly way, but just, you know, it's, it's all about training for the how, or I should say training for the why, not the how, is, is how we approach this with, with customers.
2: Yeah, be curious if anybody drives a strategy too, where you know maybe there's X amount of curated post for the originator in the month, and mm-hmm. then there's a weekly sweet spot for them to to go organic. To yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, and we see that we see that quite frequently. Where maybe marketing is saying, "Hey, on you know Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're going to post something that's maybe a employee advocacy related post about talking about what a great place this is to work," or things that we're doing in the community or whatever. And that's more of a a global Tuesdays and Thursdays are the global day. Um, We see a lot of customers. We have integrations with reviews and reputation management platforms um, like experience.com, for example. Um, All of those reviews, instead of being auto posted at two o'clock in the morning, when that borrower finally gets around to to filling out the review, that content gets fed into denim. And it gives that loan officer and marketing the ability to Again, put a second set of eyeballs on that post or on that review. Maybe it's not as glowing as the five stars may indicate. And we've seen some instances of that. Um, so it gives you a little bit more control. But also it says, hey, let me let me once a week pick out my best review for the week. And maybe I also snapped a picture of myself with that first-time uh, home buyer uh, on the doorstep dangling the keys. And maybe I want to swap that in for my headshot. And again, humanizing that post Um, And being more thoughtful and programmatic with how they approach um, what content they're putting on social win.
2: But that's a great differentiator, too, if you're using a reputation management platform that provides that that can post for you to take it to the next level, especially as we talked about in the run up, creating that emotional connection too. what a great one, you know, with your 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 borrower.
1: In front of that yeah. house, loads yep. closed, keys yeah. hand. Everybody wants to see those great picks. And I I have a loan officer who lives in my neighborhood is a, a good friend and I tease him all the time. I'm like, way to go, man. Another five-star review on experience.com with no context, right? And it's the, it's the context that we're looking for to create that emotional engagement. And that's what we provide with that integration with those folks is to say, how do I take that, that raw five-star with a comment feed? and put it into our platform so it can be humanized and create that authenticity that's going to drive and and drive a difference. So um, cool. Um, I think we're running, keep me honest here. I think we might be running a little short on, on time here, but um, you know, one final question I think would be, you know, what are you doing to empower your team to level up their social game? Um, Again, I think it all just comes down to, to training for the why, not the how and, and getting them all sort of bought in on, on why social matters. And if done properly, this is not a hours every day ordeal. This is for a loan officer. It's it's 10 to 15 minutes uh, each and every day built into how they go to market, engaging with people um, who they're following on social media, people they're connected with, and then posting at the same time. So
2: it, um, Doug, I'm I, curious for you or if anybody on the line... Um, do you get the clients that maybe use gamification methods to create competition amongst their originators? Do you
1: either. We do. We've seen some cool stuff. Um, we've seen some cool stuff. Like sort of internally within, within customers where they'll run, um, you know, promotions for who can, who can build their audience the fastest, right. Or who can, who can consistently post for two weeks in a row. Um, who can drive the most engagement, uh, so we, we see stuff like that. Um, you know, again, it, it, you know, sometimes I I'm like on board with those types of strategies. Other times I'm like, you know, if you're a loan officer and you're really thinking about how committed you are to serving your customers, this is like a, this becomes really easy.
0: Right? Well, and there's To your point, there's the intentionality. The, the, yeah. Like you don't need a Starbucks,
1: well. you don't need a Starbucks gift card to like, you know get you to post like you should actually the value that you should get back from posting on social is referrals and engagement and people, you know, wanting to drive business to you because you're present for them. Right? And we see this all the time. Those loan officers who truly want to educate first and sell second on social, they they succeed hand over fist more than the folks that are just pumping out content, for sure. So, um, yeah, so that's it. If anybody wants to learn more, you can find us on denimsocial.com. Um, my email address is, is my, what's well, Doug Wilbur, So D Wilbur at denim, social.com. Jot that down. Yep. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, you can always find me there as well. I'm a pretty social guy. Like Tom said, um, I'm on all the other channels as well. So.
2: That's right. And so I've also dropped Doug's email in the chat if anyone wants to hit him up with questions or inquiries after the discussion. Also, great link. Denim of Social's got a social media post-workshop webinar next Tuesday, yeah. May the 23rd, 1 Eastern, 10 a.m. for those on the West Coast. So that's in the chat too. And uh, for any of your counterparts unable to join today, we're going to be delivering back the uh, link to view on video on YouTube as well as podcasts. So make sure to have these. Uh, Linked assets in there as well. But uh, thanks, everybody, for joining
1: us today. And thank you, Doug, for imparting us the knowledge. Appreciate the relationship, man. It's uh, relationships make the world work.
2: Appreciate it, brother.
1: Cheers.